Patrick here. Today, we're stepping away from the 70s and 80s theme of our podcast to do a special episode that Lisa requested. In the spirit of Halloween, we're going to talk about a few horror, suspense, and thrillers from the legendary Alfred Hitchcock. If you are a new listener to the podcast and we're under the impression that we were all about 70s and 80s awesomeness, we are. This is just a special episode. We'll return to our normal format next week. So if you're looking for 70s and 80s stuff, check out our other 50 plus episodes all about those decades. We'll be right back after our intro. Don't go away. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. out there in podcast land and welcome back to another totally awesome episode of the pop ninja podcast i'm patrick bennett coming to you from the swamplands of southwest louisiana and joining me over zoom from her evil empire in pennsylvania <laughs> is my lovely co-host and partner in crime miss lisa everett hey lisa hey patrick i like the empire <laughs> i don't know what i'm empiring over but okay <laughs> okay it's better than just a lair you know yeah. i moved up yeah moving, up. moving on up climbing that ladder of success with your uh, yeah your evilness <laughs> with my evilness that's right that's well, right we're gonna we're gonna kind of take a little sidestep from our usual 70s and 80s uh stuff that we talk about and we're gonna talk about a very popular movie director alfred hitchcock we're gonna talk about a couple of his films tonight and uh I'm going to go ahead and let Lisa start. We each picked a couple of films to talk about. So, Lisa, you want to take it away? Yep, I'm going to start with my my very, very favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie of all time, and that's the movie Psycho. Here we have a quiet little motel, when in fact it has now become known as the scene of the crime. Can you have a vacancy? Oh, we have 12 vacancies. You know, this is the first place it looks like it's hiding from the world. I think that... we're all in our private traps. Clamped in them. And none of us can ever get out. Is anyone at home? Oh, that, that, uh, that must be my mother. Is anything wrong? Am I acting as if there's something wrong? She's not missing so much as she's run away. Put me down! Mother! Oh, God! Mother! What are you running away from? She looked like a wrong one to you. It's not as if she were a... A maniac. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. And I'm, I'm really excited to be talking about it. I, I, I don't think I had ever seen it until maybe 10 years ago. But I always remembered when I was younger, my grandma said after she saw it, she would never take a shower at a hotel or a motel ever again. So mm. I, I love this movie. 
So you have you you have seen it, right? Oh, many times, yeah. Well, it's like the perfect like Halloween scary creepy movie. And it's um it's from 1960. It's an American a psychological horror th- horror thriller filmed and produced by and directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Um, the screenplay was written by Joseph Stefano. It was based on the 1959 novel of the same name by Robert Block. Um, and the film stars Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, Vera Miles, and John Gavin, who I think is like one of the best looking men I've ever seen ever on TV next to Cary Grant and Martin Balsam. And the plot centers on an encounter with a woman who's just stolen $40,000 from uh, the real estate office that she worked at when this man com- comes in and he, and he paid cash for a, a house for his daughter's wedding. Um, her name is Marion Crane, and that is played by um, Janet Lee. Um, and, she, and then she's, she has been having this affair with Sam Loomis, who is, he, he's trying to get a divorce. That, that's John Gavin. She wants to marry him, but he's in debt with his business and he has to pay alimony. So that's what makes her want to steal this money. You know, so after she takes the money, she trades her car in and, and while she's driving, it starts raining and she pulls off at the Bates Motel to sleep for the night. And she meets up with Norman Bates, who owns the hotel. And she registers under an assumed name and they're, they're talking like she's talking to him and he invites her to dinner. And while he's preparing uh, some sandwiches for them, she hears him talking to an old woman, which you, you, you think is, you, you, you just think it's, it has to be his mother. Um, and she is berating him. The mother is berating Norman and telling him that he shouldn't be speaking to Marion and, and, um, and all this yelling's coming from the Bates house that's up on the hill above the hotel. And then Norman shows up at the parlor room um, off of his office area and he gives Marion a sandwich. And the room he's in um, is, is stuffed with birds. Um, he says that taxidermy is his hobby. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they, they start talking and she says that, you know, he should have a hobby. And then she says that she overheard him uh, talking to his mother and she would hate it if someone talked like that to her. And he tells her that his mother's like his best friend and he could never you know put her away somewhere. He said she's an invalid. Um, so. You know, you can tell like in that scene that she's getting really uncomfortable anyway with the way that he's talking about his mother, you know, so um, she just like kind of makes an excuse that she's really tired and she goes to leave to go to her room. Well, when she's in her room, she wraps that cash up in a that, that she stole. She wraps it in a newspaper and she lays it on an end table. And then she goes to get a shower and you see Norman like watching her through a peephole from the other room. Yeah. You know, and she has decided to drive back like she didn't turn herself in the come morning. So she's going to go back. But, you know, while she's in the shower, um, you see a shadow of an old lady, you know, and she pulls the shower curtain back and then she starts to stab her and then she falls over and she dies. And then you hear Norman, you know, up, up at the house yelling at his mother because the, this old lady runs, runs away. And then he's saying, mother, what have you done? And, he keeps saying about all the blood and then, and then you see Norman come running into the room and he sees Marion laying on the floor dead. And then he wraps her up in the shower curtain and he puts her in the trunk of her car with all of her belongings, including the cash rolled up in the newspaper that he doesn't even know is there. And he takes her car and he pushes it in the swamp. So that's like the, just the very beginning of the movie, you know? So then like about a week later, her sister Lila shows up at Sam's hardware store looking for Marion. And right behind her is this detective, this detective Arbogast that's looking for her too because of the money that she stole. And he thinks that Sam was in on it with her. You know, Sam's the boyfriend. So the, the detective, this Arbogast, you know, it's kind of funny because like yesterday when we were out driving around, I passed a garage that had the, that name on it. And I was like, Arbogast, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the guy, that's the detective from Psycho, and it we're going to be talking about, you know. But I mean, I just saw it on a sign, you know, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, um, he he ends up going out to the Bates Motel, and he knows that there's something not quite right um, going on there, and he ca- calls Lila, and he tells her he's going to like look into it some more. So he sneaks back into the house to try and talk to the mother. And when he gets to the top of the steps, a woman runs out of the room and stabs him in the chest and he falls down the steps. So then Lila and Sam, they don't hear back from Arbogast. So they show up at the Bates Motel and they pretend to be a married couple. Okay, so I don't know how much I sh- if I should tell you the end because the end has one of the weirdest 
like twists in it in a movie you know like the, when you find out i guess you know you, you i mean if you haven't seen psycho by now i'm you know i i i mean i you know i've already told you i mean the, the woman gets killed in the in the in the shower so um i'm not sure yeah, you, you're you. just spoiling it left and right yes i'm spoiling <laughs> it every which way but um I don't know. I don't know how to, to talk about it, you know, and, and it's, a, it's so iconic that there's been like, you know, there's been clips of it, you know, on so many different things over the years, you know, talking about it because it's, this movie is like what it's 61 years old now, you know, yeah. but, um, but anyway, um, I just, I, I want to talk like, I, I won't tell you the end of the movie. I'll just, I'll just let, you know, people either they've seen it or they don't haven't seen it but i think it had a um i think it it um had a lot of underlying taboo things in it you know like just even like marion at the beginning of the movie she's in just her bra and she's in in bed with sam and they never did that they never showed you know people in bed together during that time period i mean that's like back you know even before like tv shows like the brady bunch and stuff you know right you know and so um and then her being completely naked in the shower. They they didn't they didn't show that stuff. And then, you know, I I, I don't know if I should say anything about Norman. You know, it's like I mean, did I? I don't know if I already Norman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Norman>. yeah. <laughs> it's in the fruit cellar. Yeah. Um. So they just they didn't put stuff like that in in movies back then. And the budget for it, I I read was. Eight hundred and six thousand nine hundred forty-seven dollars, which I don't know how the heck they 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 put that down to the last dollar. You know, I yeah. mean, how they knew exactly to the dollar what they what they um had paid for it, but it grossed over fifty million dollars. Wow! So, um, and then after um his death, Hitchcock's death in nineteen eighty, Universal Pictures produced uh, follow-ups. They did three sequels, a remake, right, a made yeah. television spinoff, and a prequel de- television series set in the. Uh, tw- 2010s right in 1992 the library congress of congress deemed the film culturally historically and um aesthetically significant and uh selected it for preservation in the national film registry that's really so it's, cool it's, it's it's considered to be one of hitchcock's best films yeah definitely and it ha- and it had a really really good soundtrack to it and and he had said that um a, a, a large percentage of the that why it was so successful was because of the um the, the the music in it yeah so um yeah and um and then and and also like the psycho house i mean it's it's such a recognizable yeah it's almost know, the it, character in its in itself that, that yeah. and the hotel yeah and the sign the base motel sign you know with the flickering yeah. uh vacancy light yeah yeah now um that's that is Janet Lee, who's the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis, um, it, that that is in the shower scene at the beginning. Right. And, and um, so between her and her daughter, they have like all the horror movies, you know, the best ones wrapped up between between them. And the only movie that they were actually ever in together was The Fog, which they didn't hmm. hardly have any scenes together in that movie. But yeah, yeah. Well, talk talk about uh, Anthony Perkins. Uh... What an actor. Yeah. Great, great, great actor. He played that character so well. Just his quirkiness yeah. and just, his, you know, the way he would talk to his mom and stuff. I mean, yeah. he, he just pulled you in, you know. Right. Good, good, good actor. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you, did you ever see Disney's The Black Hole? No, I know of it, though. Yeah, we, we got to review that one one day, uh, but, but he was in that. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know. I saw. Did you see any of the of the sequels or the? I did, did see, but yeah. I was talking about the black hole. Uh, he played oh. a pretty big role in there, and uh, so that's that's what I mainly knew him from growing up. Oh, and then he was in this uh, this western with Henry Fonda that I really like. It's called the Ten Star, and um, Anthony Perkins plays like a a, a young guy in this western town that just gets appointed to be the new sheriff after the old sheriff gets killed uh-huh. and he has no idea what he's doing and he's scared to death and afraid he's gonna get killed and henry fonda's kind of takes him under his wing and teaches him how to be like a gunfighter and how to be tough it's a good movie y'all check that out oh i i don't think i'd ever seen him in anything 
Oh, he's done um, tons other of than the, the the sequel to Psycho, yeah. like Psycho Two, I saw I think before I ever saw Psycho. Yeah, and so and he was much like it was in the eighties. It came out yeah, in the eighties, right. so so it was like twenty years later. I've and then been I to watched the... it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I've been to the Psycho House and to the hotel. The hotel, the real hotel. The one they filmed. The filming hotel. Wasn't it, it filmed at Universal Studios. Yes, that okay. was for that. That was it, like a cable mini series or something they did. Oh, that was um, not the series that just came out. I'm talking about it was like a oh. a mini series on cable. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know that. But what did they? That's not the original or even the. No, one they the rebuilt one. I mean, it looks exactly. They yeah. rebuilt it, and I got to go to it. And what was cool is on on this uh the thing they filmed they had uh they kept going back and forth in time like it would show like norman you know older guy then it would show a young norman so what they did was one side of the hotel looks all decrepit yeah the other side they painted brand spanking new yellow yeah so, it was yellow so in would, the part they two. would film yeah they would film from both sides for you know to go back in diff- different time periods yeah yeah, that's the way it was painted, half and half, to make it, yeah. you know, they just moved so the cameras. I wonder, because it was black and white on the original, and I never, yeah. and, and then they've never even colorized it or anything. Yeah. And and I think the black and white actually may, adds to it being creepier. Right. Because I don't even think it would have the full effect of it being in color. It would, you know, so, but um, on the second one, when you see him, he's he's back there. Like he gets, I think he went to jail for, you know, he was in jail for 20 years and he gets out and he gets a job at a diner. I remember that. And then um, he picks up, I think a waitress or something that's working there. Then she, he lets her come stay there, but he's working on fixing up. He's working on fixing up the, um, the hotel and he's painting it the yellow color yeah. in, this, in the part two. And so I, I wondered if the, if the original was yellow, cause it didn't look like it had any color. It looked like it was just, uh, right. Just all weather and stuff. Weathered. Yeah. Yeah. But then that Vera Mills is actually in part two also. And you don't see, see her till like later on, but she's actually still alive. I think she's in, I think she's like 91 years old, huh. but she's still alive, but she doesn't do, uh, you know, you can't ever, you know, nobody ever sees her. Now that so. recent TV series, uh, Bates Motel. Yeah. Did you see any of that? No, I saw. Um, I watched the first wasn't season. Wasn't the woman that was the wasn't that the um what's her name that's from the Conjuring? Yeah, wasn't she yes. the mother? Yes, yeah. I watched the first season, and I tell you what, I didn't think I was going to like it. I just gave it a try, and I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, I heard people say they liked it. Yeah, but it was cool. But did, but did it? It's not on anymore, right? It's done. Right? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it ended a while back. Okay, I want to ask you one more thing about it. Uh, the remake with Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. Did you see that movie? Oh no. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I can't even. I can't even picture him as. as what Norman I want to say about it is, I thought Vince Vaughn did an excellent job. That's the yeah. first movie I ever remember seeing Vince Vaughn in that I knew who he was. But. The whole remake was pointless. I mean, if you're going to remake a movie, make it a new movie with, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just update, do something, make it a new movie. They didn't. The director specifically set up a monitor and watched Psycho scene for scene to try to recreate it scene for scene. Exactly. So why bother? Why, why do you want to remake it? I, I, I don't understand that either because yeah. it's not because those aren't the same. I mean, people. he would, he would it's pause, not. he would pause the scene on psycho and get the actors placed exactly on the camera. Like they were in that other scene. I mean, it was just, it was no. that close of a remake. No, I don't like that. And what, what's the uh, girl Anne Hatch? Anne Hatch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the one that, 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 uh, yeah, I thought that was her. I thought yeah, that was her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't picture her as um, Janet Lee either. But it, like I said, it was pointless. Just watch the original if they're going to make it yeah. exactly, exactly the same. Yeah, but, uh, I don't get it either. No, leave it alone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What? What? What's your next move? What's your movie? What? Well, let's see. What I want to talk about is, um, well, I got two of them. Let's see which one I want to do first. Yeah, which one I pick? Let's uh, let's let's talk about. Okay, Psycho is your favorite. Yeah, from uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, my favorite from Alfred Hitchcock is Rear Window. This is the scene of the crime. 
a crime of passion filmed in a way you have never seen before and as no one else would dare attempt but the screen's master of suspense the producer director who shocked the world with psycho This is the apartment of a man named Jeffries, a news photographer whose beat used to be the world. Right now, his world has shrunk down to the size of this window. He's been watching the people across the way. Nobody seems to pull their blinds during a hot spell like this. He knows a lot about them by now. Too much, perhaps. For instance, down there on the second floor, the woman pacing about. He calls her Miss Lonely Hearts so lonely that even death seems like a friend. These are the newlyweds on a honeymoon no one will ever forget. He calls her Miss Hearing Aid, an artist of a very odd and strange art. The songwriter who plays the same melody over and over again. A genius or insane? This is the traveling salesman and his invalid wife. Out of their arguments and nagging comes a weird kind of love. Miss Torso, the body beautiful, that is, viewed from a safe distance. Those are just a few of my neighbors. First I watched them just to kill time, but then I couldn't take my eyes off them, just as you won't be able to. And you won't be able to take your eyes off the glowing beauty of Grace Kelly, who shares the heart and curiosity of James Stewart in this story of a romance shadowed by the terror of a horrifying secret. Okay, that's what I've seen. Came out in 1954. And I want to say it was written by John Michael Hayes. And this guy, man, he knows how to write. He wrote To Catch a Thief, The Man Who Knew Too Much. He's just got a lot of hits that he that he's written, you know, novels and screenplays and stuff. And of course, uh, it's directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and it stars Jimmy Stewart, the lovely Grace Kelly, and Raymond Burr. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go into as much detail as uh, you did yeah. Psycho, but uh, I just want to say uh, the, the basic uh, gist of it is Jimmy Stewart, he's, he's like a, uh, well, he is, he's a professional photographer, and uh, he's at this car race, and he's trying to get up to get this action shot, and he falls and breaks his leg, and uh, so now he's confined to his New York apartment. Uh, he's got a leg cast on. He's in a wheelchair and he's pretty much just going stir crazy. He's bored out of his mind. So um, he picks up some binoculars and just starts watching his neighbors out of his rear window of his, uh, up, up, uh, I don't know if it's top story, but he's up pretty high. He just starts observing his neighbors. Uh, he's watching like, I don't know. You uh, know, I don't think he's that high. because People, the end, people I, I kissing. Go ahead. Yeah. I think he's only up like two stories yeah. because the end, if do you remember the end? Yeah. Like I he can't be up too high. Yeah. So but, uh, he's watching like people kissing or people having uh fights, people dancing, just, just he's observing his neighbors and uh, he's getting to know them. Uh, he spends so much time watching them that he kind of learns their routines and stuff. And then one, even he thinks he sees a neighbor who is Raymond Burr, who, you know, we, we know he went on to play Perry Mason and he was in the Godzilla original movie. And anyway, across the uh, courtyard, he thinks he sees a murder. He thinks he sees uh, Raymond Burr kill a woman. So the rest of the movie, he gets his girlfriend, Grace Kelly, and his nurse to help him try to prove that this guy uh, murdered a, a woman. So that's pretty mm -hmm. much what the movie's about. Um, and I want to say this. 
there's one to me, there's one of the greatest shots in cinematic history in this film that I think personally. And that's when Stuart, he's taking a nap and Grace Kelly shows up at the apartment and she leans in and kisses him and he opens his eyes and he sees her beautiful face. You know, just the way it was shot, how beautiful she was. I mean, it was just a totally awesome scene to me. Hmm. I, I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. It, it's a she, very memorable scene to me. I just it's, remember she brings him over lobster for, to cook him for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And she's dressed in like this gown, you know, and, I, and it's like, and he's got a cool apartment, but she's like some kind of swanky, like fashion. Like, I don't know if she's a model or a designer or what, what she does, but she always wears like these beautiful clothes and she's just yeah. perfect. And he keeps trying to tell her that she don't, want him and stuff and and to find somebody else like she's actually mean to her like yeah. i don't know why he would do it's that cranky she, uh, i think crazy. he's been yeah. in that cast and stir crazy it's just making him cranky i know it must yeah. be cutting off the circulation in his blood flow in his brain you know yeah but i think the um isn't like i think the nurse in it i'm pretty sure she was in the movie um all about eve i i remember Maybe her so. yeah I remember and her um yeah and i mean i've seen her in other things and uh she's kind of kind of um she's kind of funny you know she's like yeah. does some goofy stuff and and um and yeah they 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 kind of get in on it with them and are kind of watching these people and i just remember like the old couple that have the little dog and they have it in a ba- <laughs> and they put it in a basket and they lift it up they they put it down yeah. to go pee in the yard and then they put it back in, <laughs> that was pretty cool. back in the basket yeah, that's some funny it, funny moments in there i know and i'm thinking and you know, Jimmy Stewart, jumps out. man, <laughs> he's so so good of an actor. Uh, no, one, one of my, my favorites. favorites. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. And uh, yeah. my favorite film ever of his, of course, is It's a Wonderful Life. But uh, and I yeah, watch I love that around Christmas time. But yeah. my but my next favorite, another western, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Have you ever seen that? Uh no, but I've heard of. Oh heard my of it. god, I've, you have got to see that movie. Yeah, I've watched him in so many. I it, love it's my him movie. and uh and John Wayne. And, yeah. And, yeah. And Jimmy Stewart's going to have to fight this guy to the death. And, and he has no idea how to use a gun or anything. And John Wayne's teaching him. So, I mean, it's a good, good movie. I saw him in another Western where he gets shot with an arrow. And I think it's the one with um, uh, David Roya's cousin, Jeff Chandler in it. And I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but it, it, it where he calls it, it's Cochise. It might be Broken Arrow. I think it Maybe is. So, yeah. it, it might be Broken Arrow. Yeah. It's Broken Arrow. And, um, and I, and I, and I, and I saw, I saw that and he's in it. Um, but my favorite movie that Jimmy Stewart is in is, well, there's a couple of them. My, my all time favorite is shop around the corner. And then I love, um, the mortal storm. I love that Mm. movie. I was just going to say Harvey about that invisible rabbit. (laughs) Is he in that? I don't even know. You never, what? What? I don't know that. Harvey. No. Oh my goodness! You've got to watch Harvey. He's got an invisible <laughs> friend. It's a rabbit, like a. Seven- I've never even heard of that. No. What? Look it up. He's got a. Seven- I love him. Invisible rabbit. Is, it, is he young in this or yeah. is he older? Okay. Yeah. Because and, um, and one, love- one more movie I want to mention real quick: uh, Shenandoah. If anybody's a Western fan, watch The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance and Shenandoah. Two great Jimmy Stewart westerns. And and um, I love. Um, philadelphia story he's in oh, it with yeah. Cary grant and katherine hepburn i love yeah. that movie he's in so many movies and you know what um he's from indiana pennsylvania which is where jordan went to school at, at iup and they have a jimmy stewart museum there and i was right there and could have gone to it but at the time like that he was in school just even in college just like even say like four or five years ago um there were so many of his movies I had not seen until just in the last few years. And, and the other movie that I watched this time of year that he's in is Bell Book and Candle with Kim Novak. I, I love that movie too. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a great Halloween movie because it's, sure it. it's about witches. And, 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 uh, and uh, uh, Jack Lemmon's in it too. Oh. And, and, um, and um, Elsa Lancaster's in it. Who's, who's the bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah. She's in, she's yeah. in that movie. It's a really good movie. I love it. Um, but um yeah and then he was in and then he was also in vertigo too yeah that's and, another and that's good kim, hitchcock i think kim novak's in it too that yeah sure is and um and yeah and i just i mean yeah great yeah the whole grace kelly thing i i've seen her in other another movie like with carrie grant too they all like were kind of tied into each other like back during that time period like they all worked with each other 
So um, like Cary Grant was in, it's like uh, six degrees of separation with all these people. Mm. <laughs> they were all connected somehow, you know, but um, yeah, I love Jimmy Stewart. And, yeah. and I, and I don't know if I said, I love it's a wonderful life too, but I, I, I have, I love it. Yeah. And it's really weird um, that I've seen it now in color because they colorized it. So it's like watching a completely different movie. When you yeah. once you see something in black and white to see it in color, it's I'll so stick different. to the black and white. I like the black and white better too. I don't know why. And that they've released it in 4K in black and white. I don't know if you have a TV that can play 4K player yeah. in the TV, but I might have four. It might be happening. Awesome. 4K. Completely yeah. awesome. Okay, look, there's two things I want to mention that tie in with this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one is uh the first decade that Universal Studios in uh, Orlando was open there was a huge Alfred Hitchcock exhibit area. And like I already said, that's where they were filming that, yeah. that, uh, 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 psycho stuff. Yeah. So they, they had the house, they had, they had the, the motel, yeah. but, what, but they also had, um, this exhibit Birds. area and, uh, yeah, they had different attractions and one, one was a room that you would go in and there was a realistic mock-up miniature of, uh, the neighboring apartments from real, real window. And, uh, wow. You would actually pick up binoculars. You know, they had them like on a chain or you couldn't steal them. But uh, you would look through the binoculars at each room. And there was uh, like video special effects that put the actual actors from the movie in these rooms seamlessly. So it's like you're actually you're him and you're watching the neighbors. Yeah. uh, I mean, it was so cool. And uh, they had a mock up of the Statue of Liberty, which we're going to talk about North by Northwest in a little bit. And that's from there, but uh, you could go stand on the, uh, the railing of the uh, torch and have your picture taken. And uh, then, you know, they had a cycle house hotel that they had uh, like, you're going to talk about the birds, the interactive yeah. uh, thing. The of movie. The birds. Yeah. Yeah. And the birds all were in 3d right. and it came out at you yeah, and, the audience yeah, and they were yeah. like, you were like trying to hit the birds and get the yeah. birds off you. And then yeah. they had like uh, a they live picked their way, special They picked their show. way out through the, um, right, uh, through the, the, screen. The, the screen. Yeah. And they, they, they had out. like a live uh, special effects show showed you how they did the psycho uh, shower scene. Yeah. Yeah. They talked they took- about how the blood was uh, chocolate syrup. Yeah. And, and it was in- yeah, oh, they okay. said Janet, Janet Lee actually had on a, a skin tight flesh colored bodysuit. She wasn't actually yeah. nude in the show. I figured that, but it yeah. looks like, yeah. 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 But it was a very cool that that whole Alfred Hitchcock area of the uh, universe yeah. studios and they took it out. It made me so mad. I know. And me too, because it was my yeah. favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. And they, and they had a thing there too with all the movie monsters and they took that out too. Yeah. Okay. And I said yeah. there was two things I wanted to say to tie in. The other one, I want to make mention of the Rear Window movie remake in 98. Did you ever see that? No. I didn't even know it existed. No. Starring Christopher Reeve in the Jimmy Stewart role. This was <laughs> a- after his accident. Oh. <laughs> what yes. a brilliant casting move you know to put him yes. in that role and daryl hannah played the grace uh, kelly role and then the yeah. the detective was robert forrester but uh yeah and, and you know it was it was an updated like modernized version that they didn't try to make it you know set back in the the 40s yeah. or 50s or whatever uh-huh. it was uh-huh. a modern show and it was good i loved it I need to oh. see if they have that on uh, Blu-ray or Yeah, DVD. I would watch that too. Yeah, I, very cool. I think I remember them making that now that you said that he was the one that was in it. Yeah, I, and that to me, that was awesome that they were finding roles that he could for do. For him to do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you know what? Christopher Reeve's wife died of cancer too when yeah. she was young. So both they lost both their parents, his kids, which yeah. is sad. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I you know I I I, that, I had been to Universal Studios twice and um and yeah I went to the Hitchcock thing and I thought that was like one of my favorite things and um I hadn't even seen I don't even know when I first saw Rear Window it's been probably in the last five years so um I I just got into like a lot of these movies because of Turner Classic Movies I mean I had seen Psycho maybe for the first time ten years ago and but. Do you want, can, are you done? Oh, you want to go into the no, birds no, now? No, no, no. Yeah, one talk, more talk about you. Okay. No, I'm talk about the birds. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't even remember when I first saw the birds. I, I'm not even sure how old I was. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was probably like a teenager. Um, but I love that movie. Um, it's a, it's from 1963. 
It's a American natural horror thriller filmed and produced by and directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It's loosely based on a, the 1952 story by the same name. Someone there? Who is it? Look. Pitch, this isn't usual, is it? We've been out back looking at the chickens. Something seems to be wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with those chickens, Mitch. That's the damnest thing I ever saw. I don't know, it seemed to swoop down at you deliberately. Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. It is mankind, rather, who insists upon making it difficult for life to exist upon this planet. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason, you know what I mean? I think we're in real trouble. Huh? I don't know how this started or why, but I know it's here and we'd be crazy to ignore it. To ignore what? The bird war? Yes, the bird war, the bird attack play. Call it what you like. They're massing out there someplace and they'll be back. You can count on it. I keep telling you, this isn't a few birds. These are gulls, crows, swifts. I have never known birds of different species to flock together. The very concept is unimaginable. Why, if that happened, we wouldn't have a chance. Get yourselves guns and wipe them off the face of the earth. Thus said the Lord God unto the mountains and the hills and the rivers and the valleys. Behold, I, even I, shall bring a sword upon you, and I will devastate your high places. Doesn't it seem odd that they'd wait all that time to start a, a war against humanity? What do you think they were after? I think they were after the children. To what purpose? To kill them. Um, it focuses on a series of sudden and unexplained violent bird attacks on the people of Bodega Bay, California, over the course of a few days. And it stars Tippi Hedren in her screen debut alongside Rod Taylor, Jessica Tandy, Susan Plachette, and Veronica Cartwright. And the screenplay is by Evan Hunter, who was told by Hitchcock to develop new characters and, and a more elaborate plot while keeping to the, um, you know, the, 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 the same concept in the book, you know, mm -hmm. about the unexplained uh, bird attacks. So. Yeah. It's it's like um, it starts out in, in San Francisco at a pet store and Melanie Daniels, who's played by Tippi Hendren, she's in a, you know, this pet store to, to buy her aunt a bird and she meets uh, Mitch Brenner, who's Rod Taylor, and he's looking to buy lovebirds for his sister, sister Kathy's 11th birthday. And he recognizes Melanie from her having been in court um, re regarding a practical joke. And he kind of like, um, well he pretends that he mistook her for a, a, a shop employee, but he, and so he asked her all these questions about birds and she pretends that she works there, but then he tells her that he, he knows that she doesn't work there. And then he, he, she gets mad at him and, and he says, that's what you get for, you know, doing jokes on people. Um, Cause he thinks that, you know, she did do a joke and he finds out later that it was made up, you know, but um, he leaves the store without buying any birds. And so she decides to try and like, um, like kind of make amends with him. And she uh, get, gets him the lovebirds, goes to take him to his apartment. The neighbor says he's not there, tells him where to find, find him. And then she drives to Bodega Bay. And so she uh go, she gets a boat and goes across the bay in a boat and gets to the house that he lives in and sneaks into the house um and leaves the birds and gets back in the boat and um she sits out there in the boat and um he go and watches him go into the house he sees the birds and he comes out and starts looking for her and then he sees her out there with binoculars and then he gets in the car and he drives around to to meet her and when she goes to get out of the boat she gets pecked in the head by a seagull and it, that's the first, you know, incident that you see, like these birds aren't really friendly, <laughs> you know, so, and then there's this, there's like a kind of a, a story with the, with the, um, you know, going, he, she, he ends up inviting her to the birthday party. Um, and then the, the, you know, at the birthday party, the, the kids get attacked and then 
uh, you know, all these different things, you know, just happen with the birds, you know, like yeah. the, one of the neighbor, the one of the farmers gets killed by the birds and she ends up staying there and they stay at, at the house and then she ends up getting attacked by the birds. But, you know, when I was like re- reading this, this, like the background, I, I mean, not the story, but about Alfred Hitchcock and about his relationship with Tippi Hedren, you know, and I, and I um, learned, you know, that he had you know, had some kind of, um, he, he made, he made advances on her and that she rejected him. And she says in interviews that she's done that he then were in scenes where he had said he was going to use mechanical birds, he put in real birds. So like that scene at the end where she's getting attacked in the room where the birds like get in the, the mm-hmm. roof. Um, she said that they use live birds and she actually did get hurt, really hurt bad. Like she got bit and hit in the head and all this other stuff by real birds you know, and, um, you know, I just think that's really rotten. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I mean, I, you know, there's some of those scenes that I just, you know, I just wondered how he filmed them, you know, and it's just, and um, like, there's a scene at the, ga- it, it, they're watching this guy through the windows at the restaurant that, the, that's in the town and they see the guy um, out there by the gas station and a bird whacks them and it, and it, and it, uh, spills gasoline. And then, um, somebody else lights a match. Yeah. It's just the build up to that scene. Right. You know, is is really, that's what he did. You know, Hey, I want to, what a cool name for a town. Bodega Bay. I know. I like Bodega Bay. That's, I think it's a real town. There's the, I actually looked up the, the schoolhouse in that, that movie is a real place. You know, I looked it up. It's still there. I I actually had posted a picture on my Facebook page. You know, um, I think um, they said over $200,000 was spent on create the creating those mechanical birds for the film. So and they 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 did use live birds too. and the seagulls were caught in San Francisco from a garbage dump and the sparrows were caught by a guy that caught them that um that he he, that they used him and you know and and some from a pet store to get the 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 whole effect of the scene where they invade in the house but i'm like how do you how do you like um i don't know do like do that i mean i I just don't know how you film like something so chaotic like that and you can't how do you get a whole uh gaggle of of birds to do what you want them to do bring in a bird, (laughs) bird wrangler a bird regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So, so Tippi Hedren is, um, she's the mother of Melanie Griffith and she was, she was going through a divorce when she was making this movie. So she was like a single mom to, to Melanie, you know, while she, what, during the filming of this movie. And she was discovered in a, in a, a commercial by Alfred Hitchcock. And um, she's still alive to this day. I think she's, I think she's 91 years old. And she's also the grandma of Dakota Johnson that was in, right. you know, the 50 shades of gray movies, you know, too, but the budget for the birds was 3.3 million and it grossed over 11 million, which doesn't seem like much of anything compared to like what psycho did, you know? Right. So, but there is like a lot of controversy over this movie because of Alfred Hitchcock and, and, and Tippi Hedren's relationship during the filming of it. And, um, she 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 even talked about it in a 20 uh 2016 interview with larry king about some of it and 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 that some of the stuff that she she made another movie after this with him called marnie i don't know if you ever saw it with um sean connery was in it It, it's kind of a thriller too is that the one with ernest borgnine i don't think so no that's marty this is marnie with a m-a-r-n-i-e yeah it's 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 um yeah, she's abused as a child, like her mother, like uh, I think is a prostitute and stuff. And it has something to do with like, she has a horse and um, it's just it's like a it's it's a creepy. I've, I only have seen parts of it, um, but that was like her last actual th- thing I think she did with him. And then he had a seven year contract on her and he would not let her do other, um, you know, work for other um any, any other you know pr- producers directors do any other movies shame shame on him. and she said he paid her 600 bucks a week so I'm, I'm not really sure how she she lived on that you know yeah. but but one of these days um 
I want to watch that movie about the lions that she filmed with her husband at the time. Like they did that movie roar with the lions and they say it was the most dangerous movie ever made that 70 people were like injured in the making of it. So one of these days, I, I, I think it was, I think it was from the early 80s. And they said, I swear, um, I swear they tried making it for, I think, I think it went on for like 11 years or something like that, but they oh. um, worked on that, but it finally got, it, it, I think they spent like $17 million to make it and it made 2 million. Like it was a total disaster, yeah. but um, yeah. I liked uh, Rod Taylor in uh, the time machine. Yeah. I like Rod Taylor in this. Yeah. I, I, I love him in this movie. He's, yeah. He's, pretty good he's a really good actor too. Yeah, yeah. I like him. And you know, I, I didn't even like Jessica Tandy, you know, from driving Miss Daisy and, right. you know, cocoon, you know, she is <laughs> Rod Taylor's mother and Veronica Cartwright is the, the awesome space. Year old. Yeah, and she's um, from um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, and, what was uh, uh, Lost in Space? Was she uh, Penny? Um, I, I can't remember I which one she was. I don't was. remember that. Yeah, she um, she was also in The Witches of Eastwick too. She's I the black her. hair one, right? The the uh, no no that's Susan Plachet. No, Penny on Lost in Space. Oh oh okay I know I thought you meant because uh, Susan Plachet in the birds I thought you meant no. the birds I'm like no you got it wrong. Yeah, no, I don't even remember that from Lost in Space. I don't, I don't remember that. I want to tell you, um, oh goodness, it's, it's been years ago, uh, probably a decade ago or longer. Uh, my film group here in Lake Charles, we had a Halloween party for one of our monthly meetings, and uh, we we all met at this coffee shop in costume, and one of the girls shows up dressed like a uh, tippy, and uh, with birds glued to her. She had these wires sticking out from her body and her hat and everything with bird, like fake birds. Yeah, I see people do that. Like, yeah, makeup, like scratches with blood. Yeah, yeah, it looks so cool. That's a great costume. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. (laughs) Yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that scene where Susan Plachette is killed, the teacher. That that I just that's a sad scene to me i even like when i was younger that really disturbed me like it was disturbing you know i mean it's like i always like i always think of movies as being real like when i'm a kid you know and then like as i'm older you know it's like i i get it that it's an actress but like when i was younger i was like oh my god i can't believe they killed the teacher you know it's like it was just sad yeah but um it's it's a it's a great movie for this time of year great like you know so if anybody hasn't ever seen it, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're waiting for, but um, watch the birds, you know? Yep. Yeah. Bird is the See, word. Bird's the word. It is going to be the word. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> coming That's up. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, it actually is not the word. So, okay. Um, um, should, okay. Be. <laughs> should be. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So what's the, you're going to want to talk about the North by Northwest or. Yeah. My you? second favorite. Hitchcock. Yeah. Oh, can we take a cab into Garnhill? What, for two blocks? You're late and tired. You know, that's your trouble, Maggie. You don't eat properly. All right. Yeah, taxi. I look heaviest to you. What? I feel heaviest. Put a note on my desk in the morning. Think thin. Think thin. What's that supposed to be? Cars waiting outside. You will walk between us saying nothing. What are you talking about? Let's go. Now, what the devil is all this about? Why was I brought here? Games? Must we? My secretary is a great admirer of your methods, Mr. Kaplan. I told you, I'm not Kaplan, whoever he is. Do you intend to cooperate with us? I'd like a simple yes or no. A simple no. A pleasant journey, sir. There is it. They try to kill me. Well, I mean, after all, Your Honor, would I make up such a story? That is precisely what we're intending to find out, Mr. Thornhill. She seemed to think I'm Kaplan. I wonder if I look like Kaplan. Do you know this man? <sighs> you saw the newspapers. My fingerprints were on the knife, on a car thief, a drunk driver, and I murdered a man for revenge. I wouldn't have a chance. Tell me, why are you so good to me? Shall I climb up and tell you why? Oh, I know you are to murder. You don't. Apparently, the only performance that will satisfy you is when I play dead in your very next role. You know, Edmund, you listen to me. 
I'm an advertising man, not a red herring. I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several bartenders dependent upon me. And I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. Oops. I don't like the games you play, Professor. War is hell, Mr. Thorner. Even when it's a cold one. Is it one to 15, up 11? Now, what little drama are we here for today? What happened to the first two marriages? Well, my wives divorced me. Why? Well, I think they said I led too dull a life. Mr. Kaplan, we've had just about enough of you. Listen up here, we're on top of the monument. Plains dust and crops where there ain't no problem. Good night, Mr. Thornhill. Good night, North by Northwest from 1959. And again, a great writer, man. They wrote this thing. Ernest Lamont, and uh, he wrote the movie Sabrina, West Side Story, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Great writer. Hitchcock had some good writers on these scripts. But... um, Again, you know, Alfred directed it and uh, stars Cary Grant. I love and, him. And the beautiful Eva Marie Saint. She's so pretty. I liked her in On the Waterfront. Did a good job. And uh, she's still alive. She's 97. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And if you buy the uh, Blu-ray of uh, On the Waterfront that came out, oh, 15 years ago or so, she does an introduction on it, and so so. How old was she? Like in her late like eighties? Wait, yeah. What do you say? She's ninety seven. Ninety seven now. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, she still looked good. And she's a good, she, yeah. strong voice and everything. And she was that old, but she's on the. She does a little intro about the movie. Talks about some uh, trivia and stuff. So, and, and I was shocked to see that she's still alive because she wow. was old back then. You know, that's that's when yeah. I was in Dallas when I bought that and watched it. But uh. Yeah, but Tippy's yeah. Tippy's alive, and so is Vera Meals and, right. and Miles, and and she and right. um, and yeah. uh, North by Northwest. It also uh, stars as the bad guy James Mason, you know, another fa- famous actor. Uh, probably most of the people would know him from uh, as Captain Nemo in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and uh, he was in A Star Is Born and Lolita. Uh, famous actor, but uh, the movie it's uh. I don't know. I guess I'd call it a spy thriller. And uh, Cary Grant, he plays this uh, advertising executive in New York, and he gets mistaken by terrorists as this uh, spy. They think he's a spy, so they uh, they're out to kill him. But you know, he, he just kind of looks like this spy. He's just an ad executive, and uh, he escapes their assassination attempt. And uh, so to get him back. To where he doesn't go to the cops, they frame him for murder. So now he's wanted by the police. And he can't turn anywhere for help because uh, you know he'll be arrested for murder if he goes to the cops. And uh, he's on the run from the assassins. He's on the run from the cops throughout the whole movie. And so he's while he's on the run, he's trying to hide and figure out you know what is happening, who this spy is that everybody thinks he is, and uh, he just he can't he can't trust anybody. Because he doesn't know if they're, you know, a spy or, or what. So, uh, but anyway, along the way, he falls in love with uh, Eve Marie Saint's uh, character. And uh, but she, she helps him out to evade some police and they start hanging out. And he tells her the story and they start falling in love. But then later, you know, I don't know if I ought to say anymore. There, there's some twists, but uh, it's filled with twists and turns, a lot of suspense. Uh, it's got that famous scene that everybody sees of Cary Grant running through a crop field and that, that crop duster airplanes diving down, trying to hit him. And he has to, you know, hit the ground. You know, the scene I'm talking about. No, isn't it? Well, isn't there the scene that I think that I know of in it is it, isn't it at Mount Rushmore? 
getting to that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was, that was what I, I was going <laughs> to say. Because I think that's next. the only piece I've ever seen because I caught it like in the middle of the movie. Like yeah. I, I started watching it was on and I missed the beginning. And then I started watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, because it had Cary Grant in it. I thought yeah. I got to watch it. And then I saw like the scene with the, on Mount Rushmore and I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. I mean, what a grand finale for a movie with a fight on Mount Rushmore. I'm not talking yeah. about at Mount Rushmore. I'm talking about on Mount Rushmore. They're, they're like yeah. fighting on the faces on the side yeah. of the mountain, like running up and down the noses and fighting and stuff. I mean, wow. You know, blockbusters, they say, started with Jaws and, you know, Star Wars and that. But I think this had blockbuster material all in it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I, I remember seeing a behind the scenes interview in a. Uh, there was, a, there was a scene in the movie where uh, Cary Grant gets out of his car and he goes into this government building in New York. And then he uh, comes back out, gets in his vehicle and drives away. But whatever famous government building they used did not, at that time, no film crews or anybody could go in there because it was, it was too secure. So they kind of did a little guerrilla filmmaking. They, uh, they set up a van and lowered the window and had a camera sticking out that window and Cary Grant like walked into the building, asked the security guard some questions, and then walked out while they filmed it, and they used it in the movie. So I don't I don't awesome. know if there, any trouble came of that, you know. After yeah, <laughs> I, I I can see these government guys going to see the movie and like wait what what that's our building you know you yeah. can't do that. But uh, well yeah, so they illegally got the shot you know guerrilla style. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what fun. you meant. I thought he went in a gorilla outfit, yeah, gorilla costume. A boogie boogie and took it, took the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the money and run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. What I mean, if you want to watch a good spy thriller with spectacular scenes like that, that Mount Rushmore scene. Now, was that a, a set that they made, or was it? Uh, it was really Mount Rushmore. It, it was okay. a little bit of both. They just, you know, okay. some great movie magic there. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I gotta watch it from beginning to end. Highly I recommend love him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all great. Those are all great uh, yeah, movies to watch right now. I, I think yeah, I'm glad we did this one. I need to get them all. I used to have them on Blu-ray, but something happened. Well, you know them, what? But, uh, Guess what? Again. Okay. What? I'm gonna give away psycho. Oh, me, me, me. Cult man <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> okay, cult man too. <laughs> okay, you psycho. Bird is the word, yeah. <laughs> psycho okay yeah cold man too does sound like a psycho um yeah um well i'm giving away psycho on blu-ray um for this special episode and the code word is psycho and i i lied about the birds it's not the word the bird is not the word psycho it is, is the, the word, word. Bird it's not is the, the bird word. is the word okay bird is the word but not for this yeah it's psych. i thought well i should say the birds but if you say birds or psycho you can win you know you so go. um just send it to our facebook in a message and you could win the blu-ray of psycho the that's original awesome. that's awesome yeah yes yeah. Cult Man what, what, is taking down I, everything. I want to say <laughs> yeah. i know here in the last probably decade that they, they made a, a a movie about alfred hitchcock's life did you see that who played it was that anthony perk i mean oh uh, wait a what's minute his name? um I didn't see that, but I know that they uh, did a, a thing in 2012 on HBO called The Girl, and they had a, somebody playing Alfred Hitchcock. But no, I'm talking about up. one. It was all about his life, and I, I want to say Anthony oh. Hopkins played him, if I'm did he? thinking. Oh. Well, thinking I, didn't, I thought the guy that played him in that The Girl thing was didn't look anything like him, no. not one bit. It, and he was actually very creepy, but um, that... Um, that that's where t they talk about the stuff with Tippy Hedren in it, you yeah. know. And I think it was basically uh, like made, you know, with the, with the with her whole take on the whole thing going I'm gonna, down. I'm gonna look up this movie I'm talking about. I, I didn't see it, but I, I think I'm gonna give it a try. And uh, uh, also, his daughter died what like last month or something. Pat, did she? Did she? She yeah. he, she was in he, he had Hitchcock. one daughter right yeah yeah she was in a couple of his movies too yeah she just passed away I want to say last month yeah and he was only yeah. married to one one person ever you know yeah. and uh, but yeah I just I don't know there's something about him I I mean I've seen I mean you know he did do the Alfred Hitchcock presents right and I think that was on TV when he was in, doing the making of the birds I think that I I saw in an interview with Tippi Hedren that she was talking about. Um, that that's what was going on then and she was totally unknown she she had been do, doing some modeling and 
was in a commercial. I think it was, I, I forget what, um, it was like a makeup commercial or a hair commercial or something like that. And he saw her and he wanted her and he called her the girl. He said, I want the girl, you know, the girl in that commercial. And I think that's why HBO calls that film, the girl, because he wanted her and um, he just, you know, he, she, I mean, for that being her movie debut, she did a pretty good job of acting, you know, yeah. and yeah. And uh, she, see, she has this, um, she has like a wildlife, uh, uh, like a refuge, like a, where she does like the, like a big cat sanctuary. It's called Shambhala. I, I, I don't know if you ever, have like, ever like Tiger that. King. Yeah. Like that. She's the original Tiger King. She's yeah. Tiger Queen. She has everything. She, she, I think to this day has many like big cats, like lions and tigers living on a property. Cause and I bears. think, um, Oh yeah, my. no bears. Yeah, but she had these tigers. These she she had a lion sleeping in the bed with Melanie Griffith. Hmm. You know, I mean, and then she says sometimes she regrets some of the things that she did. But if you look at pictures from that movie Roar, it looks like there's a picture of a lion trying to bite Melanie Griffith in the leg, like on the swimming pool. You know, and it's like, and it just looks. I just can't even imagine how they would have hmm. ever controlled a situation with that many lions and tigers running loose. You know. Yeah in their house so but that was the director her the director that was her second husband was the one that did all that and she kind of went along with it but um yeah i've never seen that it just seems so so kind of crazy you know but well hey yeah but she didn't make much money off alfred hitchcock that's for sure yeah yeah. well i want to thank everybody for joining us a little different episode than what we usually do but uh I like it. I think we talked about some really good movies. Yes. So leave us a uh, you know, comment or something. Tell us what your favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie is and why. Tell you know, Is it because the actors, the story, what? So uh, we thank you for joining us. And uh, we got another special episode coming up soon. It's going to be our, well, I say annual. It's our second year, but so it is annual. Video edition where we will do uh, – our Halloween sign off for a second season. So, but anyway, thank you so much. And uh, as we sign off, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Mr. Hitchcock, what is your definition of happiness? A clear horizon, nothing to worry about on your plate, only things that are creative and not destructive. And that's within yourself, within me. uh, uh, I can't bear quarreling. I can't bear feelings between people. I think hatred is wasted energy. And it's all non-productive. Some very sensitive, a sharp word, said by, say, a person who has a temper, uh, if they're close to me, uh, hurts me for days. I know we're only human. We do go in for these uh, various emotions, call them negative emotions. But when all these are removed and you can look forward and the road is clear ahead and now you're going to create something, I think that's as happy as I would ever want to be. I went everybody's heard about the bird. Oh my God, this is Surfing Bird by the Trashman. This is my favorite song of all time. I went a bird, bird, bird. The bird's a word, I went a bird, bird, bird. When a bird is a word, I went a bird, bird. The bird's a word, I went a bird, bird, bird. The bird's a word, I went a bird, bird, bird. When a bird is a word, Chris, don't you know about the bird? Make everybody knows that the bird is the word. I went a bird, bird, bird. The bird is the word. Hey, guy behind the counter, the bird is the word. Hey, frightened little child, the bird is the word. Lady on the toilet, the bird is the word. Hey, don't you know about the bird? Sure, everybody knows that the bird is the word. Well, a bird, bird, but birds are well, a well, a bird. Again, again, I love repetition. Hey, what's your big idea? This song's from the 1960s. It shouldn't be in this jukebox. Wait, wait, can I have that record? I love that song. I'll let you have sex with my daughter. I don't know. Let's see what your daughter looks like. She's uh, right there. 
Okay, I'll do her. But can you tell her to cry and beg me to stop? I think that can be arranged. Tina, will you give that song a rest? You've been playing it ever since we got home. No way, Lois. It's my new favorite thing in the world. Ah! Lois, I'm going to ask you this only once. Do you or do you not know about the bird? Oh, God. Because everybody's heard that the bird is the word. Bird, bird, bird. The bird's a word. Bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word. Bird, bird, bird. Ow! Oh, God. Sorry, 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 sorry. Look, just go to sleep, all right? The bird is a word. 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 I have a mammogram in the morning. Brian, can I see that paper for a sec? Huh. That's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Brian, don't you know about the bird? Well, Peter's gonna tell you about the bird. Well, a bird, 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 b